Hey, you're here with the beast of bleeding Kansas, the top of the food chain, the carnivore, Remington Roar, and you're here drinking in Moe's. Hey, everybody. Big Mo here wanting to thank Reaper Apparel for having Drinking at Moe's be a brand ambassador. They encourage everybody to break out of their comfort zone, live their best self, which, hey, that's what got me started in the podcast. They have great apparel, T-shirts, hoodies, hats, beanies, you name it, they got it. The link will be in the description. Be sure to use the code Drinking at Moe's to get 10% off your order. Let's fucking go. All right, everybody. Drinking at Moe's, my two cents, our two cents, whatever the hell you want to call it. As always, YouTube, like, subscribe, comment, share all the good shit because it helps with the pain in the ass algorithm. Most places you can find your audio podcast. Now, Today on this episode, we are going to talk about different wrestlers or promotions that we feel are kind of either underutilized or underrated. I know you got a list that you had thought up, so we're going to go first off of your list and then we'll see what I got to add to it all. All right, well. Well, what one of the first things that comes to mind when you got under underrated, underutilized, maybe utilized but not the right way. Uh, the Viking Raiders, love them. This is a team that before they even went to the main roster was basically murdering people left and right. Hell, before murdering. they even went to NXT when they were oh, in they the were, Ring of Honor, New Japan, they were freaking murdering. They were, people. They, were, they were murdering people. They go to NXT. They're Kind of neutered, but not quite. And then they wind up going, and I mean, they're still dominant and wound up winning the NXT titles. And there's a huge story on that when, when they won the titles. Uh, I think it was one of their brothers was there, seeing them wrestle for the first time. And then next thing you know, they go up to the main roster, and we have the Viking Express. Oh, God, yeah, that was... That and, whole debacle was, it was and then so you, then you, stupid, then you take, it was funny. And then you take them off TV for a couple months, and they become, um, they became something else. Then they, they finally settled on the Viking Warriors, or Viking Raiders. And now they're sticking uh, Sarah Logan with them. I mean, granted, it's Rose's wife. You know, but sticking her with there and dressing her up, I don't want to say it dressing her up like somebody some other female from the independent scene calling non-binary. her Valha- i think non-binary. Her we, we we gotta we gotta be and as much as i am not politically correct we gotta go non-binary because i know who you're talking about okay so anyway we're just gonna go we're just gonna go there so they, they have all this build there they've got a great presentation when they come to the ring but they're not pushed the right way. Yeah. WWE, I mean, to be honest, to be honest, if you want to talk about people that are underutilized, the entire tag team division of WWE is underutilized. Period. They really don't have much of a tag team they, division. The only thing they had was the Usos, and they had to throw together tag teams. 
Yeah, besides Sammy, Sammy Zane, Sammy Zane and Kevin Owens, your current undisputed tag team champions, are both out with an injury. We haven't heard anything. Yes, uh, Owens got a has a broke rib, I think, and um, Zane's got something with his with his elbow, uh, bursitis. bursitis? Ah, whatever, whatever, it, Cena, it might, whatever might Cena had that, a couple I years didn't ago. Hear on that. But but here's the here's the thing here's here's the thing and it kind of goes along with our with, with our previous video about the women. Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville are your women's tag team champions. What I have read is that they were hoping to build the division around those two. And I think now, it's a great idea. It, and now, now Sonya Deville out with a torn ACL out now, with a torn ACL and. As we all know, if you're a women's tag team champion and you get hurt, you're automatically going to vacate. Kevin yeah. Owens has been Kevin Owens has been hurt for the last three weeks. They haven't vacated the titles. Although there is word going around social media that Chelsea Green is going to be auditioning somebody for her new tag team partner. I had I had I saw that I saw that earlier. And I was like, interesting, interesting because. The, uh, WWE originally paired her with Carmella, and they were going to do a Karen gimmick. Well, we all know what happened to Carmella. Yes, and my, uh, congratulations to her yes. and uh, yes. Corey Graves. Not going to downplay that. I'm happy for him, especially after what had happened previously with the pregnancy that she had right. before. So. But yeah, yeah. Uh, in, in my opinion, if you're in a tag team and a dedicated tag team, okay, not just not just kind of tagging up with somebody every now and again. I mean, a dedicated tag team, same same outfits, same ring music. Uh, you, you have a finisher, you have everything. You wrote a, a road warrior style of of tag team, or you know, you, you're a dedicated tag team. Um, you're basically screwed the minute you step onto the main roster because they don't know what to do with a tag team. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, look at, was... look, look at FTR. FTR is quite honestly, probably one of the best tag teams in the world. They're killing it over an AEW. WWE didn't know to, didn't know a damn thing to do with them after they came up to the main roster. Yep. And I mean, I was excited when it came to WrestleMania this last time mm -hmm. when they had the tag titles getting defended in the main event of one of the nights of night WrestleMania one, night, one. night one. And it's like the tag team wrestling fan in me was ecstatic. Oh, Cause I'm yes. like, Holy crap. They're actually like, what, what was the last time the, the tag team wrestling in any shape was in that spot on WrestleMania. You had to go back to one of oh, the, you first had to go back a long time. Yeah. One of the first ones. Mm -hmm. So to see that and going back to, the Viking Raiders. Funny thing, back when there was that whole debacle when they first came up to the main roster, I actually tweeted out a. It was at the time tweets. I don't know what the fuck they call it anymore, but I tweeted out a joke about the whole name thing, mm -hmm. and at least one of them actually retweeted it. Well, they, no, it, it was, they realized that it was stupid. Yeah, that whole thing was idiotic. It, like, I am such <laughs> a huge fan of theirs. 
I mean, I don't have it currently displayed out front because I don't have enough room at the moment, mm -hmm. but I do have two of their figures back here that I knew as soon as I saw them, I'm like, I need those. <laughs> All right. Another one that I got on my, on my list that kind of goes hand in hand, uh, Santos Escobar and the whole LWO. Okay. Th this one might surprise some people a little bit because I mean, they are getting they're heavily featured. They're getting but... heavily featured, but okay. So you have Escobar who I think is a pretty good talent. Oh, most you know, definitely. He, he, you know, he, for for a, a cruiserweight, I guess you could say he's perfect. I mean, he was the NXT cruiserweight champion until they decided to get rid of it. And then I don't think he held the title after that. I don't remember, but he was always a top contender. Well, yeah, now they bring always... now they now they bring him up here. Now they bring him up to the main roster. For years, WWE has been trying to find someone to take over the Rey Mysterio role of being the uh, being the face of the Latin of the of the Latin brand. Yeah. Okay, not not to sound bad about that, but that's how I've been heard. And so yeah. you pair up, so you pair up Escobar with Rey Mysterio and and the rest of his group, and you throw in Zelina Vega, which okay, she had nothing going on. Yeah, she was just coming off that whole queen. Yeah, thing. that's right. And and that's about the time when Carmelo. Yeah, and then off. I mean, I remember watching Backlash, and good lord, that reaction that she got there! Mm -hmm. Holy crap! I think the one between, in that, that was one in Puerto Rico, right? Yep, the one yes. in Puerto Rico. I think between her and Bad Bunny, they had like the freaking loudest reactions I've heard well, in yeah, a while. Let's, let's not forget that uh, Savio Vega showed up and 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 Carlito showed up. So during that whole thing, everyone was getting huge pops. Although although the thing the thing with Bad Bunny and Zelina overall that yeah they were in Puerto Rico but mm -hmm. holy crap besides you know what I can't remember too many times not even with Jericho, where, well, other than Jericho recently with uh, the his theme, but the crowd, especially with the uh -oh. uh, Bad Bunnies, literally word for word, beat for beat, and I'm like, I'm getting goosebumps just talking <laughs> about it. That was wild. Yeah. Yeah, that was it was wild. And the only thing you can compare that to is anywhere AEW goes when Chris Jericho shows up. That's it. That, yeah. But yeah, going back to Santos Escobar, good lord. Like I was I was pretty excited last night with the whole, you know, getting to have the United States title match. Mm -hmm. And then and then it was like, oh, okay, he's not but oh, Rey Mysterio, but then oh Damn! Now I have an idea of where they're going, and it pisses no. me off. No. So yeah, that 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 whole thing, you know, I, I'm not sure how I really feel about it. I wasn't sure how I felt about it when they pulled out the LWO 
and reformed it with Rey Mysterio as like the figurehead for it. When when it's funny when you bring up that, because I remember back in WCW when Eddie was trying to have mm-hmm. Ray in it, and he and he, he kind of reluctantly at one point went in, and then when they got the other guys to kind of take off their shirt and kind of go mm-hmm. their own ways, Ray was the only one. So Ray like, was the only one that sat there and goes, nope. So, I mean, I kind of, in one way, it's like, oh, it's surprising thinking back that, oh, he at one point was reluctantly in it, but then kind of seeing and, them tying it back into, like, oh, he was the only one that didn't want to. Right. It's almost one of those things where it's like, yeah, he's still a member of the LWO. No one else is around to actually dispute his leadership, so we're going to go ahead and make him the leader. And, oh, by the way, here you go. And what I absolutely love about that whole gimmick and the whole storyline is that everyone there, Rey Mysterio. I mean, you, did you did you see the uh, one of the uh, one of the show blogs or whatever they call them, the vlogs yeah. um, for the backlash pay per view for the LWO? They all got to the island, and one of the first things they did, all five of them went to a tattoo shop. And got something LWO tattooed on their body. Nice. So you better hope to hell this either you either got it somewhere where a pad or your tights can hide it, because if this blows up in your face, you're kind of screwed. <laughs> yeah. No, I can see that. <laughs> One of those things. It's yeah. I, I'm I'm glad they brought back the LWO. I thought it was I thought it was underutilized in WCW. Yeah, oh god, they it wasn't done around so very long. It. it wasn't around, along, around very long in WCW before uh, they decided to start getting everyone to take their shirts off, and then after that, we all know what happened to WCW. Oh, yeah, the whole the whole LWO stable could have been so much bigger. So much, and bigger. I mean, I'm glad in one way that they are getting some some shine now, but yeah. Not just, I mean, we go to talking about underutilized, underrated. Pretty much everybody in the LWO minus maybe Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio. Underrated. Underrated, underutilized, yep. Oh, going on, staying on SmackDown. Anyone not named Reigns or Sokoa. Or Paul Heyman is underutilized. Yeah, no, I but I don't have that, that right now. But I just want to throw that out there. Okay, another one that I had was Butch. Oh God, yeah, Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn. Talk about if you want to talk about someone that's been neutered by the system. If you watch anything that Pete's done before he signed with with WWE, and I mean when I mean WWE, I mean. Before main roster, before NXT, before NXT UK, that dude was killing it, killing it. Even mm-hmm. NXT UK, they allowed him to do what he liked, what all the oh, yeah. wrestlers enjoy, and that's the hard hitting style they got. They bring him to NXT. He tried to bring it in, but then someone kind of goes, "No, they no, you can't do that when you get up to the main roster." And then 
they move him up to the main roster, they change his name to Butch. I did yeah, hear I, somewhere that they were talk they were trying to figure something out where they could he could they could turn him on the brawling brutes and then he just ditched the butch name and become Pete Dunn. I'd like to see the bruiser weight back. I, I actually enjoyed that, that. Yeah, that would be something. But he's I, he's very underutilized right now if all they're doing is sticking him in with a tag team with Ridge Holland. Yeah. I remember actually this I think this actually happened right before they had uh right before Pete Dunn Butch or it, even Tommaso Ciampa before they ever like officially got to the main roster mm-hmm. the one time I'm wanting to say almost 2 years ago it was within the last couple of years I actually went to a SmackDown show here in Omaha, right. and one of the dark matches was Pete Dunne versus Tommaso Ciampa. Was it a banger? Absolutely, because for, for... it was a because it was a dark match. It wasn't on TV, and I can almost guarantee that it went over fifteen minutes. Probably, I. I have a hard time remembering that far back. I, <laughs> hell, I have a hard time remembering what I had for fucking lunch. Yeah. But yeah, um, you know, Pete Dunn can have a banger. I mean, it's perfect that they stuck him with brawling brutes and Seamus sitting there saying he's throwing bangers out left and right. So it's almost perfect. But they're not letting him be him. Yeah. Let him and- have the kind of match. You know, doing it on TV, eh, yeah, okay, I can understand. You're only going to give them, you're only going to give them five, ten minutes, and that's counting yeah. the entrances and that's counting the exits. Yeah. Okay, fine. So you only wind up with maybe an eight minute match. Okay, yeah. I get that. WWE does this a lot with everybody. They give them a short amount of time, but then they get to a pay per view, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, what do they call it? A, a PLE, a plat PLE, a, a preferred live event or something like that, or a premium live event. That's premium live event, yeah. The plat. so now they go to a premium live event, plat. and now the same people that are only putting on seven, eight, nine minute matches, they're now putting on 15, 20, 30 minute matches. Yeah. So it's one of those where it's like, okay, how are you going to build just by what you see on TV? And then you go to here, and they're putting on. Classics. When yeah. you're, you're putting on garbage on TV, and you got to try and sell a, a classic on a, a PLE, it, it yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. Oh yeah, and now something that I brought up a little bit ago reminded me of one guy that I would have for my thoughts on somebody that I think is, and it's sad to think of this guy as underutilized or underrated, but. Tommaso Ciampa. Oh, yeah. Like, going from, you know, Ring of Honor and the tear that he was on there, and then, hell, the run that he had in NXT when he mm-hmm. was winning the NXT title. And Goldie. Then get, Goldie. Yeah, Goldie, yeah. And then you get him up to the main roster and you team him up with the Miz. The, the, the new millennium version of the human uh, fast-forward button. Yeah, but now, like, I'll give 
them, I'll give WWE this with him. It seems like they're at least attempting to kind of right that ship, you know, whether it's Triple H's decision with him being the main guy with booking or whatever it might be, but it does seem like they're kind of somewhat writing that wrong. Right, right, yeah. So who knows? I mm. now I got one more. Okay, and we'll get to some more of yours. And I hope, like hell, that they actually end up doing something with these guys because, good lord, but the Good Brothers, I've I've got them too. Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, good lord, multi-time champs in. You know, Impact, New Japan, all over. An, an, and, another one of those teams that I would actually consider one of the best in the world. Oh, yeah. Until, most you, until you get to WWE. Yep. Most definitely. So it, it's sad what's going on with them. Although, in some defense for WWE, I've been pulled with the... I forget which one of them, but there has been some injury issues here and hmm. there that it's like, okay, let's get them fully healthy and fully then healthy let before. them go on a tear. I hope like hell they let them do that. Oh, yeah. But good God, since they've been back, it's been kind of underwhelming with them. It, it, it has very, it has very I mean, they they came back to help AJ out with the with the uh, uh, Judgment Day. Then they stick Mia Yim in there, or whatever they're calling her now. I think that Meechin, Meechin, or so something like still, that. They're still using Mia Yim, but they're adding Meechin in there. So, so they they put those four together to combat the Judgment Day, but now they had the draft, and AJ and everyone is on SmackDown and. The Judgment Day is still on Raw. What are you going to do? Yeah. Then they shove AJ in a feud with Karrion Cross, which I don't know who's going to carry that feud, but. Hell, another another example right there of somebody freaking underutilized or underrated. That, yeah, Karrion Cross was he. <laughs> What they did to him when they brought him up to the main roster as the oh, NXT champion, time, yeah, that, that first was time. some of the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. That and was he completely been, embarrassing. He should have been glad they released him after he lost the NXT title. Yeah, nope, I'm with you on that one. That was completely and I'm pretty sure. And I'm pretty sure when the Triple H called him up and said, "Hey, would you like to come back?" He said, "I'm. I, I would have appreciated if he said." As long as I don't have to wear the gladiator crap, I'll show up. And then he's doing basically the same thing he was doing down in NXT, which I think is perfect. Yeah. The only problem is they're not pushing it the right way, and I think that's just because they're trying to get him. He looks weird with hair. I'll, I'll say it right now. I'm used to watching him be bald. To me, just seeing him with that mop just—it it looks weird to me. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you there, and like I'm hoping that eventually they end up getting 
that character in the right storyline to really give him a push. Mm-hmm. Because it's like what I say when it comes to um, MJF and Adam Cole. Like the the character the character is there. Yeah. Good lord! If you two guys that can go on the damn mic, like you let Adam Cole go the way that he did back in like Ring of Honor days, you fit him like they're doing with Adam, with the MJF, and like you really let them be those versions of themselves. Oh yeah, definitely. Holy crap! Same thing goes for Carrying uh, Cross. You let him go the way that he was back, you know, original NXT run. Back oh, yeah. even before that, you let him be that. Now, now here, here's the thing with that. They're letting him do the same thing. You know, Scarlett showing up with the with the timepiece, flipping it over. This is how much time you have. The only problem is they're not delving deeper into that like they did at NXT. They didn't make him seem like this. I can't even call it a supernatural being or what, but they just, they didn't, they're not pushing it the way they did down in NXT. What I personally think they need to do is if they're calling somebody up who's a big star, let's just say, for example, Carmelo Hayes. If they were to call up Carmelo Hayes from NXT up to the main roster, I sure as hope to hell Shawn Michaels or somebody gets a hold of Triple H and said, this is what you need to make him look like a star. If you don't do this, He's going to look like a chump, and he, we're going to have him back here within three months. No, that and that's the thing. Too often, when it comes to NXT call-ups, mm-hmm. is they retool too much of the person getting called up. Yep. If you, like, albeit, there's circumstances that, like, the the character just doesn't catch on the way that it did yep. on nxt that those circumstances i get but for like the like a carmelo hayes i have a feeling that if you let that version of carmelo hayes up to the main roster he's gonna blow up like crazy oh hell yes hell yes all right so so kind of going off on that one here's one that wwe and my in my opinion shit the bed, let him walk, and now he's actually doing good things somewhere else. Swerve Strickland. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. One and, of my autograph figures and so, up there. And so, and, and, I, and I take it like this. So, they, they, they put a bunch of, how do I word this without sounding too negative? Now, screw it. Uh, a bunch of jobbers around him to make him look like they're stars. Okay. And I got one thing to go off of that, and then I'll <laughs> let you back on your thing. Uh-huh. And I've said it ever since they actually brought these guys back. That the and like I've said before on my two cents, this is our opinion. If you don't yes. agree with it, by all means, say so in the comments. Let us know your opinion. But in my opinion. The only person that made Hit Row special, that made them actually worth a crap, was Swerve. Yep. So, here, here you I'll got you Swerve. Back <laughs> so, here you got Swerve. Wins the NXT title, or NXT North American title. 
gets cashed in by Carmelo Hayes. And then shortly after that, he gets the Mandy Rose uh, treatment and gets let go by WWE. Hit Row does not get let go. Swerve Strickland gets let go. So what's he do? I think they he end wants, up getting let go later. But they yeah. wound up getting let go later. So he winds up, I think he wound up going back up to Seattle to uh, doing his, doing Defy for a little bit before AEW called him up. And now he's he's killing it in the time that they're giving him. Oh, God. Especially now with this whole mogul with the whole embassy mogul thing. Em- mogul oh. embassy thing. Yes. Yeah. In my, in my opinion, he's killing it. Healer face. I've, I've watched Swerve when he was wrestling for Defy, when he was wrestling for, um, um, was it Pacific Coast Wrestling Ultra? Maybe, I, yeah. I watched some of the stuff there. Lucha Underground. Lucha Underground is kill shot. That dude can go. You put him in it in NXT, and then he didn't know what to do. Yeah. You give him hit row, and then you call, you let him go. You call up Hit Row, and then they shit the bed. And then you they let him go. shit the bed the entire time they've been back. And then you let him go. And then for some reason, uh, I don't know if this was a diversity thing. I don't know if, it, if, if Triple H just felt that they didn't have enough time to see what they could really do. Brings them back. And they're still shitting the bed. And it takes, yeah. and, it, and it's because the three hundred pound top dollar decided to jump over the top rope and got caught up. Now Michael Cole cannot leave him alone. <laughs> I find that kind of funny, but in, I don't know if it was a thing like you're saying. I don't know if it had something to do with maybe they thought that they could recreate some of the magic that they had with Hit Row when they had Swerve but not being able to have him, right. they brought the other ones back. But yeah, this iteration of Hit Row has just been it's, horrible. They, 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 they've been relegated to the jobber of the stars. Pretty much. That, that's, what they, that they, that's what they've been relegated to. Unfortunately, that's what they're... And I'm, and I'm sure that they've got talent. Um, I know Top Dollar has only been wrestling for like maybe two, three years. Yeah, and, I don't, and I don't I've heard, about, I've heard about the other two. I've heard good things about oh, yeah. the, each of them individually. I don't know what it is, but them together, this iteration, it, it just, it, uh, it only, and like I said at the start of this particular one, I fully believe the only person that really made it work was Swerve. If they didn't have Swerve the first time around, I don't know if they would have gotten called up. Well, I mean, if, if you look at it like this, okay, Swerve's with the Mogul Mogul Embassy. Embassy? Okay. Yeah, Mogul if Embassy. Take, if, you take, if you take Swerve out of there, Mogul Embassy is still they're still stars. Oh, yeah. The Ring it's of Honor, Acne, Brian Cage. Yeah. And whoever else they got, oh, AR Fox is in there too. You know, they can do things on their own. Hit Row cannot do things on their own because they don't have that person who's going to push them in the right direction. Yeah. So, yep, yeah, it's sad. Saying, it's sad. So uh, as far as that goes, that's all I got for people. Okay. 
So I'm going to go into what I think are the underrated um, promotions. And I've only got a couple of them. And, oh, and I got one right off the top of my damn head, but I believe it's probably on your list. <laughs> so the, the first one I've got, we've talked about this before, Game Changer Wrestling. Ah, yes. Game Changer Wrestling with as much... I don't want to say heat or controversy because yes, they get everyone. Every wrestling promotion has heat. They all have controversy, but they're a deathmatch company that, in my opinion, they don't try and act like a deathmatch company. Is that does that make sense? You, you know, I can I can see it because you know, and and I, I don't have the, the the fight TV that you have, so I don't what what I catch I catch on YouTube, and. You'll have, yes, you'll have the matches where, you know, you got someone going through a uh, plate of glass, hit with the light tubes, going through barbed wire. That's the GCW a lot of people wants to remember. You also have the GCW where you actually have technical wrestling at its absolute finest, and they meld everything together. And to be honest, I think they do a great job if they were somewhere – other than fight TV, um, they'd probably do good. Uh, and that—that's the only thing. The I mean, they're way doing, they're doing that great they're now, able to, so. yeah, no, the way that they're able to be on fight TV, I don't think they'd be able to do with a national TV deal. No, I don't think they would either. It I would mean, have EC, to be, ECW. Would have to, ECW had to tone down when they got their national when they got yeah. their national TV deal, and they had to tone to, down from that when they got their regional. Yeah, it would have to be like one of those only they, when you have your pay-per-view sort of mm -hmm. deals that they'd be and able that, to do it. And sometimes and then, that's no fun. And yeah, that that would just completely water it down to the point where I don't think very many people would give a crap. No, anymore. no. It, the people would turn away from that so quick. Was that yours too? One one of them, I hadn't really thought about it that way, but when you bring it up, yeah, because, mm -hmm. like, good Lord, the way that I've seen, and I've, I've been lucky enough to talk to some people that have gone through Game Changer, that it's like, especially when uh, Nick Gage goes out there, like, oh, yeah. the moment his music hits, that first note, Mm -hmm. That whole that whole venue turns into a giant fucking mosh pit. Oh hell yeah! And, and I'm left just being like, God damn it! I want to be there. <laughs> it, it, it 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 to me it rivals when the Sandman would come out for ECW shows. Exactly. That's what that's what it remind that when I've watched it. I, that's what it reminds me of. But that yeah, no that it's it, it's a cult. In <laughs> For in a the, good way, it's a cult in a good in a, way. In a good way, in the good sense, you know, bringing all those people together. Yeah, I can see that. Now, I don't know if you have this. In well, probably you have more than one. I, I have, I have two, and I got one kicking around my head right now. I got okay. I'll go with my one. This is the one that I'm pretty sure is probably on your list. Impact Wrestling. Okay, they're not on because, that list, but because here's here's the thing with them, 
and I've actually had this discussion recently, the sheer amount of talent that they have mm -hmm. on their roster and the quality of stuff that they put out there on mm -hmm. a pretty much consistent basis, if they had a better platform than Access TV right now, they would be giving the other two the other two nationally televised promotions a absolute run for their money. Oh hell yeah. They would I, I still think that they would be third, mm -hmm. but they would be a pretty damn close third. A they, lot they, closer than they are now. Their impact is a solid three. They've been a solid three forever. Um but think the only time they ever dropped I mean for the longest time it was WWE WCW, ECW, um, and then it was a toss-up between Ring of Honor and Impact, back when they called it TNA. Yeah. And you could flip-flop them either week. It's, it's almost like they had their own Monday Night Wars going. And then, you know, um, TNA turned into Impact, and they wound up having their stuff with Global Force and whatnot. But they've been right there. They've been, I mean, granted, I could say they've been in the top five for as long as they've been. Well, there's only been a handful of wrestling promotions that have made national level, and Impact is one of them. Ring of Honor was another one, but then again, they fell. They, they, I don't want to say they got the uh, um, uh, the 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 pandemic bug because I, I don't think that helped them out any. No, I mean, although in Ring of Honor's defense, and from people that I've talked to I can I can see this that uh, the people that owned Ring of Honor at the time mm -hmm. didn't have to keep paying everybody yeah but they did so well, hands and, down and, to them so in that aspect hands down to them but yeah on, on that note but then again it's like the uh it's like the, the, the boss of the company that they have to close down because of, you know, the pandemic, you know, they're not able to put out the product. They have to close their doors and basically fire everybody, but it's become a family ring of honor from everything that I've heard. The, the ring of honor originals, all the guys that were there, they all became some form of a family. So I can get why they continued paying them while they weren't able to do anything. Yeah. But then it, when that happens, then you've got to realize that if you're not. The only outlet that I remember that Ring of Honor had during the pandemic was watching shows on YouTube. In front of nobody. Although I do remember that they did have. I forget what channel it was around here. Oh, yeah, they was, did. Was, I can't remember. Like stadium? It was whatever. Whatever CW channel, yeah, that it, that it it's was. Like, it's like one of CW's digital channels. And I remember that I had them scheduled on my DVR mm -hmm. on YouTube TV, and like I would catch up every every so often on that. But yeah, the the platform that they had back then. It, it, Hell, didn't, it even, didn't help them. It, yeah, it didn't even, bring any revenue in. 
even that's even one, back that's to one the, the that's one of the reasons that kept WWE going during the pandemic too, because one they were able to find one spot to go to, and they created the Thunderdome, which upon hearing about hearing it first, you think that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. And I actually said that. I go, that's the dumbest. Who would call something the Thunderdome? Because I'm automatically thinking that it's a cage that's going around half the damn ring. And, you know, some of the old WCW cage matches, they called Thunderdomes. That's the first thing that came to my mind. And then when you read about it and you see it, it's like, okay, now I understand. You're just going to put, you're going to put, you know, 70, 80, 100 people on a Zoom call during Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, that's all, that's all you're doing. And then you're going to pipe in music because that's what they did. They piped in the sounds so that people know to boo and boo and cheer and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, Ring of Honor didn't have that. They didn't have anything coming in. You just had people showing up. They would wrestle. And there's another one where they they fell into the into the uh, tournament trap because right before the pandemic they tried getting a women of honor going and then some of and, those women, and the the pure title they were the bringing pure that title back. and then they went from women of honor to a women's world tight women's championship all that during a pandemic yeah how is that really going to work because now instead of just getting the people you have now you're going to wind up plucking people from other parts of the country and all the other parts of the world. How are you going to pay them? Yeah. No, I get it. But uh, you, you had a couple other ones. You're... Okay, the other, the other one I had was PWG. Ah, yes. Pro Wrestling the... Gorilla. There's that... that that's very underrated because if you turn on SmackDown, if you turn on Raw, if you turn on AEW, either Dynamite, Collision, um, um, Rampage, Pro Wrestling Gorilla has its fingertips everywhere. Hell, one of the announcers for AEW was is the guy behind it. Mm-hmm. And the only the only thing that I can say about them is the way that they do their their shows are one kind of sporadic from what I know. And, they would run, I think they run either bi-monthly or I, I can't remember what it was, but then the pandemic hit and they shut down for like two years. Yeah. And, and, then, then, they, and then they wound up coming back uh, last last February, I think. Yeah. And then the only thing with them is with the other places like if you don't, if you aren't at the show live, mm-hmm. you don't get to. There's no streaming for them. No, they, they basically have their shows, and however the hell long it takes them to produce the DVDs, I mean, you won't get to see it until then, and then that's you know, probably and, a good any, six any, months any, down the road. Any good. Independent promotion will go through YouTube for something. Um, one of the ones I had kicking around in my head was uh, Reality of Wrestling, Booker T's down in Houston. Mm. They do. They have. They used to have a TV deal down in Houston. I can't remember if they do or not now, but they have a YouTube show. 
The YouTube show is filmed in one night over four hours. I know this because I went to one. <laughs> and I had to listen to my daughter complain that I was going to go watch wrestling without her, and I did not know. I had to tell her that I don't know what this is going to entail because I've never been to a reality of wrestling show. I didn't know what to expect. It wasn't until I got there that they're like, oh, yeah, it's a family-friendly show. And I saw people had their kids there. I was like, well, crap, I could bring my daughter here. All right. And, you know, over a course of, you know, actually the show is like three hours long, and I'm sure they added, you know, backstage interviews, but they wound up breaking it down into one-hour YouTube shows. So that <laughs> when it finally hit, like, two, uh, I think it came out like two, three weeks later, it just fell in line with everything else that they had going on. And unfortunately, as, as I'm as I sit as I sat, I got I walked in there uh, two and a half three hours before the bell rang for the very first match or bell time as they call it, and I was able to walk in and get front row. Huh. So and then that part was cool. Uh, the only part I didn't see was cool about it was that their guardrails went about here. Oh boy. Yeah. So I could find myself because I when I watched when I watched those videos I could find myself. Because I know what the hat I was wearing. <laughs> Other than that, I was like, I got my hand up here. I'm like, I'm, I'm looking like I'm a little kid looking for dad coming off the play. <laughs> but reality of wrestling is another is is another promotion. I think, or I don't want to say they're underutilized or underrated. They've had deals with uh, Impact before. They've done a couple shows with Impact a couple years ago. I actually think they did a couple shows in North Dakota. With, um, I know they've had. I think they've had people from there go up there at least. Yeah, they they did. I, I, don't quote me on this, but didn't they do like a fully loaded cup back when fully loaded wrestling was around? It was like between North Dakota and Texas. I know that they've done some fully loaded. Did something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if reality I, of wrestling was, it was but. And the, and the funny thing is, reality of wrestling, um, like I said, it's Booker T's show. They actually started, recently, they actually started moving around the city again. Because they would go to different places in Houston, and then they found one spot where they would do their shows for like, I think they did their shows there for like three, four years. So that would be their home. But then recently, they, after, you know, pandemic and all that, they actually started going around and doing going to some of these places they used to go for hmm. years. Nice. And, you know, reality wrestling is another show or another, another promotion where they've got their fingertips in WWE and they got them in ring of honor. That they do that. They do. I mean, Oh God, I'm trying to remember who all has went there, but there's, I know there's relatives of, people in WWE that are getting their start there with oh, yes. the reality of wrestling. What it was it? Uh, Umaga's son just started yep. up there. He's, he, yeah, he just had his first match a couple weeks ago. You know, that, that, that video blew up big. It did. It did. But then again, everyone, you know, he's, he, he used what they call, what he called a super spike, which I, I first read the caption, like super spike. What the hell? And then I saw what he did, and I'm like, oh, 
okay. Super <laughs> spike. Basically, he threw him up in the air and gave him a Samoan spike. Now, that, that looked pretty wild. But yeah, well, and, and the funny thing is, and that falls on the whole um, how your opponent sells the move. Yeah. You know, you can get hit with a Samoan spike and stand there and then kind of crumple and be like, well, he sold that like crap. That's a crap move. Or he could sell it like this dude did, which was damn near do a flip in the air. And it looks absolutely freaking devastating. It's like the difference between uh, The Rock selling a stunner and uh, Vince McMahon. Oh, yes. <laughs> McMahon just sells it like an old man that shouldn't be in the wrestling ring, period. That's probably why he had back surgery. You know what? Probably. Yeah, he, he did just recently have the, that spinal surgery. Yes. That's probably why, that's probably why from trying to sell that stunner. Oh, if God. You, if you want to call that a sell, I don't, I don't know if you can call that a sell or just fucking it up completely. That or whenever he got hit with a stunner, he just had a mini stroke or something. Yeah, he just had a mini. And there's other guys that would sell it pretty good. The Rock was perfect. Um, I don't know who else would sell, sell it fairly good. Undertaker oh, did a good I, job I know of selling I've it. Seen, I know I've seen a bunch that have been able to do it pretty damn good. But yeah, the oh, yeah. one that always pops into my head right off the top it, was the Rock. Best was Rock. Yeah. But <laughs> is that that about all you have? That's about there? all I got for this one. That yeah, that is about all I have for this. Boy, we could go on and on. I know I've already thought of a few more ideas, but we will get this out. But uh, mm. I and got if you guys, to... and if you guys out there have any ideas for us to do a R two oh, yes. go ahead and give us a comment. We'll, I'm sure we'll research it and we'll come up with something that you probably won't like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. By all means, put some stuff in the comments. Oh yeah. Let us know what you want to see, and we will get ideas put together and get that all going. But that is about all we have for now. Let's fucking go. Let's go. Get, get damn.